हे ज्योत्सना वेलकम वेरी मच टू माय पॉडकास्ट विदुइज्म एंड आई एम हैप्पी टू हैव यू हियर थैंक यू रितो फॉर इनवाइटिंग मी थैंक यू सो मच फॉर अग्रीइंग टू कम एंड स्पीक अबाउट आई थिंक वन ऑफ द मोस्ट इंपोर्टेंट मेडिकल इवेंट्स इन योर लाइफ इन 2021 लेट्स पुट इट दैट वे व्हिच इज the hysterectomy you've been through yes um so jyotsna can you just give me give us all a little bit of a background about yourself so we get yes. to understand uh, you know uh, okay. a little more about you yes 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 so i uh, so i have been having painful periods uh, you know since uh, since i got my menstruation and uh, so i was diagnosed with pcod so i've always had pcod all my life and uh, when i started entering my 40s the started the symptoms started getting even late 30s actually my symptoms started getting more acute more and more worse and i attributed it to pcod and also since you know you're in 40s and perimenopause would have started so i uh, put it uh, as uh, probably you no know, those symptoms are actually getting more acute and didn't you know i was managing with painkillers and other things. Uh, but in the last 2 uh, years it started getting even worse you know so i started i showed so my husband is a doctor as well he's a pediatrician okay. uh, so i met a couple of doctors a couple of gynecologists and got um, uh, ultrasound uh, reports also done now i suffer from a uh, from a very uh, painful condition called endometriosis now there is very less right. known about uh, this condition even among uh, gynecologists so this is a condition where the lining of the uterus that normally should grow inside of the uterus actually grows outside of the uterus and uh, not only the uterus but it also actually spreads to the nearby organs and uh, this causes a lot of right. pain and very heavy bleeding now mm-hmm. because these uh, cells are not because this uh, condition is not caught on a normal ultrasound the uh, gynecologists were actually clueless i was going and giving them my, uh, my you know telling them about my symptoms and the pain is actually very different from a period pain this is a very mm-hmm. raw pain uh, actually the gynecologist should have you know at least uh, taking into account the symptoms they should have actually uh, you know investigated further or they should have at least uh, you know they should have seen that you know they should have known that this is something else and not just period pain uh, right. in fact one or two gynecologists when i went to them they would look at they would examine me they would look at the reports and then just very uh, privately you know tell my husband that kya hai pramod this is just a period pain itna kya hai you know every lady goes through this uh, and then finally one gynecologist a senior gynecologist uh then she told me that you know this is yeah she finally diagnosed it as uh, endometriosis and uh, then then my of course my journey you know towards uh, curing that now now there is no cure for endometriosis it is just something it's like diabetes you know you have to manage the situation right so i went through endless rounds of uh, painkillers and hormone treatments If you don't two, mind my asking you Jyotsna how yes, long was yes. this period like uh, how much two, two years two years very acute yeah very acute wow. for the past one year oh my god yeah mm-hmm. very heavy bleeding combined with a very uh, very very painful uh, condition and in the last just before i got my hysterectomy my hysterectomy was on the 8th of uh, april okay uh, 21 and just two months before that my period it was getting worse 
and finally i read up a lot online and uh, there's actually no cure and the only cure how you can stop it is by removing the uterus and that's the only solution right. i it was a very difficult decision for me uh, 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 so my sister helped me in decision making okay uh, so she told me that you know why are you suffering so much Uh, mm. Why don't you just get it done? You know, surgically removed. So when I first heard it, it was not an e- easy thing to for me to accept, because you know, being a woman, you are actually connecting. You know, somehow you are you are connecting your uterus and your reproductive organs to you know your femininity. You are connecting it to you know being a woman. And it took Absolutely. a little bit of time to for me to accept that you know you are. Uh, I am not planning another. I am not planning a baby. I am not. So why would I want to continue and suffer like this? Correct. and that was the time i decided and it was affecting my daily life it was affecting my life where you know i was not able to i was it was uh, i was not able to do any of my activity i'm otherwise uh, do yoga regularly i go for walks i'm a active person and i was not able to do any of those activities confined Correct. to the Correct. house and it was uh, and also very emotionally because if you're not physically well it affects you emotionally also and i've snapped it affects it. you drastically yeah. yeah 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 mentally it affects you very badly i think that's one of the foremost things that i told my doctor yes. that my quality of life has deteriorated so much that i don't recognize myself as the same person anymore yes because yes. not only am i you know constantly snappy irritable angry yes. the yes. smallest thing can tick me off yes at the yes. same time i have this you know i'm sick of wearing pads or tampons yes. or the cup or whatever it is i'm sick of bleeding yes. i'm sick of seeing yes. that stain on my clothes you know yes. i'm not getting a good night's sleep because mm. i'm fearful of staining the mattress staining the sheets staining yes. my clothes you know so yes. it just robs you of your quality of life yes uh, essentially and my doctor for, uh, actually he agreed with me and he says i completely understand what you are feeling mm-hmm. but uh, surprisingly uh, what i have understood so far is that for uh, i will not say all doctors but for a majority of doctors mm-hmm. the general uh, uh, way of looking at this which is hysterectomy or mm. your symptoms leading up to removal okay. of your reproductive organs is that yes. all women go through it just bear it menopause yes. happens for yes. women so what was your experience of uh, so initially like i told you the first two doctors were not able to diagnose and it was very uh, so it, uh, yeah the attitude was that you know everybody goes through it ye to period pain hai you know you have to put up with it you have to bear up bear it you know bear with it and uh, yeah and yeah so that was you know generally they don't make such a big fuss about it and maybe the pain threshold is less so i heard yes. even i heard even that that it oh depends on your God. pain threshold it probably is very less so all that That's you know where your uh, i wish at that time i would think you know i wish there was some pain meter you know where you could you know place it on your <laughs> Yeah, you could put it on your tummy I and then show them that you know. know. <laughs> see, this is the degree of pain I'm going through. I'm going through absolutely, and I also think that somewhere as women, um, you know, we are used to, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or if your mm. experience is different. Mm. But I feel that as women, we are used to just you know picking ourselves up and getting just getting yes, going yes, with our daily yes, chores yes, or whatever. Yes, yes, and that I is found. A- and i found myself being apologetic about feeling the pain even to my family 
वर्ल्ड Right. But uh, women's health is a very neglected. Uh, it's it's very neglected around the world. Yeah. Hardly yeah. any pharma yeah. companies, and it's just. I yeah, I know, I know, and it is. It it just surprises you when you are at the receiving end, so to speak. Mm. You yes. know. Yes. Yes. Uh, and you have to uh, just listen to people telling you, "Oh, but this is normal," mm. or even women talking about their own menopause experience, saying that, "Ah, this mm. is so normal. Like, why mm. are you complaining about it?" You know. Yes. Yes. But uh, somehow, I think for me, the key was to find the right doctor. Hmm. Yes. So tell me your experience. Did you have to then eventually change doctors and find yes. that right person who could understand what you are going through? Yes, yes, no, definitely. But I mm-hmm. feel that uh, more than the doctor. Of course, doctor is she was very uh, knowledgeable and all that. Right. But I feel that you know it's important to do your own research also. So right. when I went to her, I had done a whole lot of research and I had my questions ready. So okay. she was answering because a doctor will communicate only as much as you ask. You are willing to engage. Correct. Otherwise, they will just tell you instructions and do those eat these medicines. So it's very important for you to read up a lot about you know your own condition, and right. uh, yeah. So I had to read up a lot about now. Um, I have opted to uh, continue with uh, hormone replacement therapy because right. my as part of my proce- process even the ovaries had to be mm-hmm. removed because mm-hmm. ovaries were producing these hormones excess of mm-hmm. estrogen which mm-hmm. was causing uh, the endometriosis condition and if that, that was not removed the pain i would have continued to uh, you know get the pain although the bleeding would have stopped but the pain would have continued right so uh, that was part of the procedure since my ovaries are removed and uh, i am i'm continuing i will take hrt which i was insisting right. i insisted the doc- uh, to the doctor that i want to take hrt okay 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 so uh, now this the surgery itself for you i know it was a harrowing experience we had a conversation yes. about it yes um if you are okay to share with us yes. about it please do yes, um, yes. we would i mean it would just help other women know what to expect yes yes uh, so there are three types of uh, ways three ways in which your uh, hysterectomy can be done uh, one and the oldest is your uh, abdomen they'll cut up it's like a it's like a c section but a bigger c section so they'll right. cut up your abdomen and the, which is the old one the second is the laparoscopy so laparoscopy will have those three small incisions from which the uh, you know the laparoscope uh, instrument is uh, taken and then that that will do and the third is a ro- robotic 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 and there's one more third fourth is a vaginal okay so vaginal happens when vaginal is the best actually if that's an option so the doctor will actually examine you and uh, let you know if you are a uh, you know candidate for uh, the vaginal vaginal is when your uterus is actually prolapsed a little and the doctor will through the vaginal 
vaginal canal the uh, doctor will actually check uh, examine you and then you know uh, remove the uterus through the vagina so there is no right. outer incision right and the recovery is much faster then right. again robotic is also very good but then that's expensive and uh, not very uh, it's available only in one or two uh, hospitals in mumbai okay uh, yeah then laparoscopy is very popular but in my case because it's an endometriosis uh, now endometriotic tissue can actually attach itself to other organs to the nearby organs including the urinary bladder the rectum and other uh, nearby organs and right. so laparoscope can uh, cannot actually reach all the organs and the doctor was not able to see so she suggested that i'll have to do an open abdomen Uh, so yeah because she said otherwise what happens is if a, if a little bit of scar tissue is left that can again cause you pain correct now i have a 10 inch uh, scar <laughs> and uh, because of my um, process itself was a little difficult because this was not done under uh, general anesthesia i was given a spinal anesthesia because oh, there was yeah the hospital where i was getting operated had covid uh, by the time i was getting uh, when i got admitted they had opened the hospital up for covid patients now they could not give me a anesthesia because uh, the helium or whatever you know if there are any uh, covid particles it can enter my lungs so they suggested right. this and i was throughout my surgery i was actually conscious and this is a long mm-hmm. surgery it is a 3 hour surgery and throughout uh, although you don't feel the pain uh, but you can actually see them you know <laughs> cut you up and, yeah. and uh, you can see the oh, you, you can feel the you know the, the pull and the scraping yeah you can you can feel that so after a point oh, i could God. not take it anymore i finally had to tell the surgeon please you know cover my eyes put something on my eyes Oh god. Oh uh, gosh. Yes. But thereafter in the recovery room my recovery was surprisingly it was quite I, I surprised myself. Okay. I I recovered uh, quite fast. Within a week I would say I was uh, almost up and about and doing my normal things. Okay. Okay. So you are going to be almost 1 month post op. Uh yes. Now. Next yes. How are you feeling? Uh I would say I'm doing small work in the house. i am okay. recovering well okay uh, but i have been told that you have to be very careful and sometimes when you unknowingly uh, uh, pick up something little heavy you feel the uh, yeah you feel a little pain in the st- yeah you feel a yes. tug yeah. in your stitches yeah. and i have yeah. been told that you have to be very careful at least for the first 6 months because yes. later on it can lead to uh, some other complication if you are not careful yes yes from prolapse to yeah Of vaginal course. prolapse is what i've been warned about yes uh, there's a cuff at the end yes. of the vagina now yes yes so yes. uh you know jyotsna you you shared that you did a lot of online work and yes. i mean work and you went to your doctor armed with yes. information yes did you find any india related support groups of for india no no undergoing or intending to or have to undergo hysterectomy no ritu very surprisingly at you know with our population and with so many women if you even generally ask around you will find that so many women have actually undergone but very but sadly there is no support group in india india based there are no there's no website there's no support group there is nothing online Okay. so that is something that that's that's very sad you know because uh, you can it's only through shared experiences that you know you get either uh, uh, you get a lot of uh, encouragement you get a lot of courage and you also get to know a lot of things you know what are the 
what are the medicines and what are the latest techniques and which are the which are the good hospitals which are the good doctors lot of information that you get so couple of uh, support groups that i'm part of are all uh, uh, foreign uh, foreign groups support. yeah yeah either us uk I, based and uh, and there's another thing about us indians i don't know what is the is it a stigma i don't know what is it but people are very reluctant to talk it's only the older ladies who are okay to talk you know of us middle aged people who have gone through because i know a lot of people have undergone there is a, somehow a reluctance to speak about it as if you know something that's happened to your body why why would you be ashamed of it yeah i i feel that uh, i think it's a very cultural thing yeah <coughs> um i've been thinking a lot about this as well and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw there was a series on Netflix I think it was called Bombay Begums in yes, which yes yes the principal character yes puja bhatia yeah. going is uh, <laughs> menopause yes and I think the reason why women of our age and our age group like mm. early to mid to late 40s don't talk mm. about mm. it because it is associated with growing older and yes. somewhere there is that reluctance to accept that yes we are growing older yes, yes. our reproductive systems are trying to shut down and yes Of course, that should that should not be the case anymore. Considering yes. that some women in their forties, like Malaika Arora, look better than most other women even huh. in their thirties. Yes. So <laughs> I, yes. I I don't understand this whole cultural thing of keeping this so hush hush and not wanting to talk about it. But yes, yes. I agree with you, and I have also noticed this. But also one thing, Jyotsna, which I have noticed is that elderly women also talk about it when asked. When asked, they don't openly yeah. come and talk to you about it. Yes. Yeah, but no one wants to share an experience or uh, you know just tell you that okay, you know what, you are in your early forties, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking to random women mm-hmm. somewhere on yes. social media or on the street. Correct. I'm talking Correct. about your the women in your lives, your mother, yeah. your aunt, exactly. your cousin, whoever. Exactly, your best no friends. No one wants to. Yeah, no. no one wants to talk about it unless asked. Yes. And uh, somehow I feel that that veil of secrecy is why we suffer in silence. Absolutely. Because if you know we have shared experiences, if I can tell you that, listen, I'm having night sweats, and if you can tell me, hey, you know what, mm-hmm. this probably mm-hmm. this home remedy could help you, or whatever, it could be Correct. anything. Correct. Just Correct. the knowledge that I'm not alone and suffering is Correct. enough Correct. for me to at least face it head on. Yes. But somehow that is so lacking. There is yes. that kind of uh, solidarity is missing. You know? I think it's because you know you uh, women feel uh, uh, does it make you any less of a woman you know so I think that it stems yeah. from that yeah that does yeah, it yeah. make you I, less I attractive you. or does it make you yes. less of a woman also I think a couple of old wives tales associated with menopause and uh, of course hysterectomy mm. I've been told my hair will start graying my hair will start yeah. falling you yes. know things like that so yes. basically yes. like maybe I'll start looking older and mm. or aging faster or yes. whatever. I'm yes. not sure if these are really old wives tales I'm sorry but I'm just saying that I've been told these things mm-hmm. but I do feel that these are maybe the reasons why you know women uh, don't talk about this uh, such an important phase in mm-hmm. our lives you yes. know like I mentioned in my intro yes your reproductive system an essential part of your life for mm-hmm. decades mm-hmm. is trying to shut itself down yes and it's not going to go away silently so mm-hmm. it's going to make a lot of noise before that happens yes but somehow no one wants to openly talk about it i mean even on our i even on my friends groups you know yes yes um it has taken a little bit of you know um i mean shedding my own baggage to be 
able to talk openly about what's happening to me yes yes and uh, to also not feel judged mm. yes but then you know we also realize that we are all in the same age group so we're probably having similar experiences mm. yes but uh, you're absolutely right i i think that uh, you know it is because we somewhere associate with losing womanhood maybe yes and um, in fact that's one of the first questions my daughter asked me i hope you're not feeling bad that you're less of a woman now because you don't have a uterus yeah, yeah, and yeah. i told her yeah, i said yeah. i personally don't but yes <laughs> what you asked me has mm. set me thinking mm. that there might yes. be women who do think that way Yes. Yeah. 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 True. True. So, uh, so, so, Jyotsna, uh, I, uh, I mean, I know that your mum is looking after you right now, and yes. uh, it's, uh, it's a lot, you know, uh, for. But you know, we have to rely on our friends and uh, you know, family, family to look after us mm. because we're literally in a very vulnerable position right now. Mm. Yes. Um. So I, I know that because your mother's there, that's a pillar of support for you. Yes. And yes. even if she, she is not required to do anything physically, her mere presence would be of great help. Absolutely. So yes, on a scale much. of one to ten, how important is it for you to have someone to look after, someone close to you to look after you before you take this decision of the surgery? Ten on ten. It's very ten important. Absolutely, ten on ten. You need a lot of help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for at least a period of three months, you really need help. You need yeah. at least a family member, and you need other allied support, like cooks yeah. and maid, and you really need support. In right. that, yeah, because I'm part of those support groups from abroad. I really feel bad for them because they don't have help, and they probably right. don't even have family around to right. to rally around to give you emotional support. But you really, really, you really need. You can't right. undermine, you know, having having help, and this is a time to take help. week and probably increase it the next okay. week and then go back to uh, working eight hours okay okay but you had uh, um, i mean it wasn't tough for you to ask for leave and it was okay at your workplace uh, because uh, no it was not uh, it was not difficult it was granted okay. and people were generally that's very sympathetic cool. and understanding okay that's great yeah, yeah. that's great that's great So Jyotsna my last question to you is uh, you know what is your top advice based purely on your personal experience for women in their 40s whether it is menopause that they are going through or whether it is an impending hysterectomy or removal mm-hmm. of any of the reproductive organs what would your top advice be Okay um, uh, arm yourself with knowledge read up a lot do a whole mm. lot of research on every small symptom that you have this is i'm i'm talking about hysterectomy read Thank up you. a lot whether it is whether published not and not just from websites but read up a lot of research you know people who have published research researches Very so read up a lot of research R- reading up online that is mm. uh, do a lot of reading up that is my top advice and then Great. if you are yeah, if you uh, if your doctor somehow if you feel that you know there is a disbelief or something go to the next again right. there is go to the next go to right. somebody who's you you finally happy with go to a good doctor take recommendations from people and go yeah. to a good doctor if you yeah. have a good doctor that that that's a lot of uh, battle one 
oh yes i i endorse your view completely because i think for me that was a big challenge i changed doctors two doctors before i landed on this current gynecologist that i'm consulting and uh, i found uh, that uh, what i needed for me as an individual uh, i needed someone to believe me when i said i am in pain Yes. not to rubbish me and say okay take these yes. painkillers and you should be fine yes. or say that you know all women mm. go through this what's so mm. special about you yes not yes. in so many words but implying mm. and uh, you know rolling her eyes and saying oh okay she's back again and i'm you know yes uh, uh, you know <laughs> exactly exactly it was just that yeah, yeah, yeah. someone willing to believe me when i say i am in pain and they they nod their heads and they say yes we understand and yes. i think for me that was very essential in in uh, my doctor absolutely and you know when it was decided that i need to undergo a hysterectomy i also needed to be able to trust them 100% yes and that could only have come if i knew that not just they are capable of it medically but also mm. that they have empathy to understand what i'm going through yes and uh, they were not pushing me to take any any sort of a decision mm. and uh, to find that right balance very True. difficult True. but i think that uh, a lot of people i've spoken to a lot of women i've spoken to do fall under this trap that oh she's my old gynec or she's my mother's gynec as well and i'm not able to find anybody else or mm-hmm. you know how do i leave her and look for someone else yes and i always tell them that you know your comfort is the most important thing because this is this is not a small surgery by any yardstick yes and uh, you have to be 100% sure about the person who's going to conduct the surgery on you and uh, you have to be able to trust them totally yes and if you're not comfortable then you're not going to be comfortable with anything and i think post operative recovery period uh, for me it's been 3 weeks today mm-hmm. and i think that if i was not able to trust my doctor i would have found it very difficult to recover mm-hmm. because yes. every single thing whether it's the gas you're facing or you know your bowel movement or whether it is nausea whatever it is yes. you need to be able to trust when your doctor says okay you know what it's going to take a few more days mm-hmm. yes. you're not panicking and you know because you're trusting you know you can trust this doctor and whatever yes. it is Yes, yes, yes. So I think it's very important. Ritu, I must just say that I'm so you know thankful that you know we have had the experience together, and I had yeah. you for a friend. I could share <laughs> notes. I could you know to uh, reach out to to you know keep my spirits up. And, uh, I know, a, I know. You're an amazing so girl. You're so positive. You're you always <laughs> you know pulled you. me up from. <laughs> Thank you, know, you so much. And I and I, I really, really of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm in awe of your researching facilities. I mean, you know, uh, capabilities. By the way, I used to always tell Harish, my husband, that you know she's got so much info, and I have done no research. But you know, I was like, I knew if there's something important, you're going to share it with me. So I was just sitting and waiting for your messages to come in. You know, the the diagrams and the PDFs and whatever, because I knew that you've done your homework thoroughly. and all the information you shared with me the questions you told me i did ask my doctor and i felt much better because you know somewhere i think uh, uh, also for me i was in denial for the first one week mm-hmm. that i had to yes. undergo this yes um you know because the post recovery um, i mean the post operative recovery sounded too daunting for for, for someone like me who has always been up and about and mm, yes. uh, thinking that for 3 months i have to be in a way home uh, home bound and mm. i have to be in a way you know with less physical activity and all that was i was in complete denial but uh, thanks to you i was able to at least arm myself properly with information and ask my doctor the right questions and a lot of 
uh, questions got resolved in my head thanks to that <laughs> you are welcome <laughs> So thank you, and I think this is what we need to do. We need to hold yes. each other up. Yes, we need to be able to find comfort in each other, and absolutely to be able to share whatever we yes. are feeling. Absolutely, and I love this what you're doing. You know, I love this podcast. Thank I love that you know you're bringing you. in your you're speaking to ladies who have gone through similar experiences. Yes. Uh, it will really help others i hope it will help others and i, I think what it will do if we had a support group you know people like yes. us who are willing to talk yes yes i i i'm a, i'm in agreement with you jochna and i hope that maybe in after a couple of episodes of this podcast we can all get together and put our heads together and uh, yes. maybe you know come up with a support group maybe yes. be on social yes. media and make it yes. easier for indian mm-hmm. women to start sharing their experiences yes uh, thanks to you i did join a support group on facebook but there's a lot of cultural dissimilarities yes. and it's a little Correct. difficult for us to associate with them although yes. i yeah. must admit yeah. that i love all the questions women ask about sex and yeah. i love all the answers <laughs> <laughs> you think that they, बस यही है इन लोग के मन में <laughs> that's all they think of I'm I'm not feeling anything right now but I do I want this information so I'm reading yeah. all of those posts <laughs> and I'm hoping that because these are questions I I I can't still ask my doctor and yeah I'm, yeah yeah it's so nice to have a forum where you can openly talk about what you are feeling you know yes. and uh, i've been reading up all the answers and you know just following all those posts so thank you so much for that recommendation <laughs> as well <laughs> and uh, thank you so much jotsna for coming to the podcast and uh, sharing this life altering experience with us and uh, i wish you all the very very best Thank uh, you. Take it easy. You are still. Uh, it's like you know. My aunt had called up my mother. One of my aunts. She's very old school. She's uneducated, but she called my mom and she said, "This is like a rebirth for a woman." And yes. I agree with her because yes. this is a complete rebirth. Yes. yes. So yes. you are a, you are still a baby. Take baby steps. Thank you, Ritu. Thank you very much. Now, take care then, and thank you everybody for listening to this podcast. do share it with the women in your lives women who are going through menopause who may go through menopause who may or may not need a hysterectomy or even your you know daughters the girls in your life everyone needs to hear these experiences and i'll catch you again on another episode bye bye <laughs>